This is my own private domicile and I will not be harassed! Bitch! Gangsters, what's up guys? What's the grant to a motherfucker like me? Can you please remind me? Get the world by the tail! Fat broads and horse-faced lesbians. Cute as shit. Oh, 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 skip, skip, skip. If you don't chew big red, then f you. That's so horny. Could you imagine if I hit the old water pipe with that thing? Oh. Great cash, homie. Three, two, one, let's fuck! Everybody's got to hear the shit on W Balls, W Balls, W Balls. I am the host of Do Not Listen to This Podcast, the podcast you're listening to right now. Can you dig it? I can. And we are here on the eve of Snowpocalypse Part 7000 over in Austin, Texas, where people who are from this area have no idea how to deal with the cold, and they are freaking out over the cold. So, And it's coming out on Christmas, by the way, so Merry Christmas also. But we are recording on the eve of the freeze-pocalypse, basically, where everyone in the tough state of Texas turns into a gigantic wuss and never wants to do anything about all this, all this other kind of stuff. So they are kind of freaking out right now. They are, they are hoarding food. They are raiding the stores. It is, it is not good. Like people are freaking out. This, it's going to be very, very bad. Apparently to a lot of other people. It's Armageddon. It is Armageddon. It's, yeah, right. Snowmageddon, Armageddon. And the person who agrees with me and was nodding at every word he just said, he just said because he's from a Northern state in the great state of Virginia. I believe you're in Virginia, right? Yes. Yeah, Virginia. So great state of Virginia, the DMV, DC area. My friend and the one last holdout from this very, very tough interview to get in the last end of the year, my friend Jerry Collier. Jerry, how are you, sir? I'm doing well. Doing well. And I um, I have very good sympathy for you, especially with this so-called ice snow, I'm again, you to call it. I'm yes. off to Florida tomorrow. Oh, so so first, first flight out of here. I'll be sayonara to the rest of Texas yes. as they freeze and have no water. Yes, so. of course. As they as they descend into the hell that is that is just everything else. Like nothing works here apparently when it's 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 mildly cold outside. It's just, yeah, everything goes to hell. It just you know the shit fucking breaks. Every, all that kind of stuff. Whatever. So yeah, it's it's just it, it's very interesting. And I think what what else is very interesting is because like we we met through our MC, which we'll get to later. We met through our our MC, our our, our small small group in church. You know, send love to all the rest of the MC four gang out there. But you were, I think, quite literally the first person that I met throughout that whole thing, I, I believe. Like we, came, yeah. we walked into the first class, and you had only been there for like a week, right? Like less than a week when you I was, walked in. I was brand spanking new to Austin. Brand, right. And yeah. so, like, yeah, like you were, I think you said, when you said like you were less than a week into all this other sort of stuff, like I was I was really mind blown by that. Because, I mean, it takes like a brave person to walk into a room full of random people anyway and kind of just yeah. introduce themselves or whatever. But like, and I had been there for probably at that point about six or seven months at that point to where everything was. And like, you know, the fact that you came in and were so open and, and kind of just very, like I said, very, you know, brave about coming out and doing everything else. I was like, holy shit, like this guy's legit and doing everything else. And so you were really new. And we were almost in the exact same situation at that point. Only you came like, you know, about six months later than I do. You were kind of new to the city. You didn't really know anybody. So like, 
and that kind of is a vulnerable room in the first place because I mean it's one thing to do it in a group of like you know you walk into a bar you start talking to people like whatever in a social situation we're both sales guys kind of know what that situation is like in the first place but to do so in like a church setting in a church group that's kind of a big leap to make so like what made you take that leap when you started doing everything else what made you compel you to kind of go to that kind of a setting to kind of make friends well during that time I was brand new to Austin I was just a few weeks in still trying to figure out where everything was and I was also trying out different churches at that time. Yeah, I remember I lived in South Austin, and I remember going like to North Austin to churches and like mm-hmm. realizing, wow, this place is totally not for me. Yeah. Just families everywhere, no one in their 20s yeah. or anything of that nature. And I uh, got a recommendation from one of my friends who used to live in Austin, um, told me about the Austin Stone, and that's the church that we both go to. Shout out to the Stone? Yes, the Austin Stone shout out at, uh, at Austin High School. And uh, I, I went and I just fell in love with it. And second week, I found out they were starting up small groups and I knew that it was a good way for me to meet people. Yeah. Um, and I remember just walking in. It was like an afternoon. It was like 4, 4 p.m. or It was, it was right during it was the like, middle of the playoffs. Too, yeah, which was, middle which was, of the NFL playoffs. I remember looking at my phone the whole time, the like, whole time was, during yeah. that, that, that like introduction. And we, and we bonded over that because yeah. I, at, at the time my Browns were, were kind of looking on like the Squidward meme where they're looking at Spongebob yeah. and Magic from the outside in and you know because the Bengals went to the Super Bowl obviously yeah. last year losing to the uh, Rams. Losing to the Los Angeles Rams and so that was kind of the whole thing where we bonded over how much my Browns suck so go ahead. I, yeah, I, I, and, I, and, being from, so, yeah. and being from the D.C. area I'm on, unfortunately a Commanders, Redskins, whatever you call them fan. Yep. I'm the worst owner. That team just took 20 years off my lifespan. Probably going to die of a heart attack when I'm 60. I'm right there possibly. with yep. Yes. yep. So, so we, we bought it over the, the sheer pain and suffering of how bad our sports teams are. Yep. Um, and um, As all great men do, it turns out. Oh, yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. It just mm-hmm. makes you have a shorter lifespan. So, I mean, yeah, yeah. Well, hey, I mean, we'll take what we can get at this point. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So... I walked in, and I remember it was like afternoon, and I felt like I was 16 all over again. Because you walk into a high school, like mind you, like for those of you not from Austin listening to this, the Austin Stone is literally, they have their services in a high school. And like, I think it was in the library or cafeteria. That one of the two. Yeah. One of the two. And I just felt like, holy, holy crap, like I'm 16 all over again. And it just brought back so many memories, because like, it was just like, I've never been in a high school in like 12, 13 years, and now mm-hmm. I'm back in it. And it's like... It's so weird, but the point being, I wanted to put myself out there, meet new people. I'm a social guy, and I felt like those was a great opportunity to do that and, and, and create lifelong friends. Yeah, yeah, it's it's funny because it's like you know you have you have so many in Austin, you have so many options like to do everything else. It's too many options. It's, it's too over. Ma- it's overwhelming. Yes, at times. yes. It, well, it very much it, it very much is, and that's kind of another thing that's very very interesting about all this because you have all of these things where it's like you have all of these options for a lot of different things and. It's funny because, you know, everyone says like, oh, it's Texas. It's kind of like the deep south. And, you know, you have all these religious people down here. It's like Austin, it's not necessarily like that in a lot of ways where it's yeah. a lot of it's a lot of secular folks. It's a lot of people who kind of come down here for all like the fun stuff and everything like that where they're kind of seeing like everything in terms of like, you know, they want to see, they want to go out and meet people in like, yeah. you know, bars or clubs or they want to go out and, you know, do a bunch of social things or do like inter sports and stuff. So like, yeah, it's very interesting in like, you know, the place where we both went to kind of go out and really find that community of people because we'll get into this later as well. But like, I have kind of struggled my whole life to find a really community of people to kind of really, really settle into. And I've done that multiple ways in 2022, and I'm very, very happy about that. But it's a very, very different type of community than a lot of people. Because I know a lot of people who went on like the Austin Exodus, I call it. They come down here to kind of 
escape from like, you know, a middle American town, like a, like a DC town, like everything else. They want to go and experience a new place. And Austin is kind of like the last great, you know, bastion of like, you know, opportunity gold rush type of thing and whatever. It's like the modern day California was in like the 1970s. Yeah. It's modern day Silicon Valley. Yeah. I mean, all the crazy, like, yeah. like there's so many like businesses moving here. It's, it's insane. Yeah. And, and you know, I think your company is an outpost here. My company is an outpost here. Like it's a bunch of other things. Like I've started a company in, in Boston when I lived and then I moved I corporate in Ohio, moved out here, all that other kind of stuff. But, but it's like the, what matters is like, you know, and what is interesting is that you pick this specific place to do it in for this specific type of group of people. Yes. So was there a, was there an impetus behind that other than kind of you wanted to start in a more religious based place? Like was it something about like the people that you thought you might find there that was very interesting about coming and meeting people in that setting? Was that a factor in your decision to kind of go um, group one day? It, it, it kind of was, it, it was it was more so of so I moved down here for work and also I had family that live in New Braunfels. Those are the two main reasons why I mm-hmm. moved down. Yep, right. But I was also from from a from a people and relationships and, and, and making new friends. Being in living in DC over the last few years and growing up there, um, being born and raised, that East Coast mentality, that East Coast mindset was what really turned me off and made me want to mm-hmm. make the switch to a more relaxed city um, and experience something new. Yeah. When I lived in DC before I moved down here, um, whenever I would go out and make friends, everyone is so career focused, whether that's their job on Capitol Hill, working for a nonprofit, working for Deloitte, and everyone says, oh, it's harder to get into Deloitte than it is to get into Harvard University. And everyone wants to make friends in terms of the connections that you have and, 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 and where you work. And for me, I'm not really like that. Mm-hmm. I'm, I, I'm just a very laid back guy yeah. and I didn't feel like I fit into the DC crowd and it was really difficult to, 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 to meet my group of people. Um, and, and part of that is like, I'm not really into politics or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, I was also just needed to change. COVID was happening around the same time. Yes. And like yep. that, I think also played an impact. And with dating, Oh man, don't get me started with that. Yeah. Guys. We'll talk about that a little <laughs> yeah, later, yeah. but like, yeah. just, just yeah. like the, the old, like, relationship like just build that authentic friendships like i just need to change the scenery of like a city that's like has more openness and, and people are just way more friendly and austin was that city yeah and it's not like you're not an ambitious guy either like we've yeah. talked about work we talk about work all the time and it's yeah. like you know because we both do the same thing and it's like you know it's like people migrate to people that are like them in a lot of ways exactly. I think like our careers are basically very very similar we both do the same thing yeah and so it's not like and i know how hard you work and i know it's not that you're not an ambitious guy and you don't like really work to kind of do well for yourself in your career you obviously do but it's it's a different level where it's like, you know, I think like, you know, one of my, potentially my favorite quote of 2022 was Jason Whitlock when he said that idolatry is the new, is the real pandemic. Ah. And I think like a lot of people and DC, I think is the perfect embodiment of that because DC is big money, big lobbying, obviously politics is a lot there. Like yeah. a lot, there's a lot of very big power and influence inside of that city, money, all that, all that sort of thing. And you wanted to kind of like, you know, just do a matrix thing and just plug out of that scene and put yourself into something else. Right. And so it's not that like, it's not a, a I would say a limitation on your own ambition. It's just you saw that something else other than that ambition was more important to you, which I think is a very admirable thing to say in these time of days. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. go ahead. Yeah. And, 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 and that and like just being true to yourself and true to what you want um, was, was also very important yeah. um, and, and to identifying what you're looking for, but also making the change to make that happen. And, and, and what was that for you? Like, what was that? What was like the true to yourself portion of that? Like, what do you mean by that? In true of, in trueness of what makes you happy. 
Yeah. Um, okay. All just right. happiness. Yeah. And if if being in a city that or in a, any location really that gets you in a in a in a state where you need to change scenery, you know, I made sure that I put myself first. Yeah. For, and foremost, and I made sure I made that happen to make sure I I put myself in a in a, in a place. In this case, a location mm-hmm. to where I can really truly be in a happier state of mind. And what, and what is that to you? Like, is it kind of away from like the hustle and bustle of like the big stuff and kind of experiencing more of the whole other like holistic aspects of life or like, like what was, what was that to you? I think it was more of a balance. Yeah. It was more of a a balance I was looking for. Um, in DC it's, it's all hustle and bustle, grind, don't stop kind of thing. You know, it's, it's, and and when you try to build friendships, you know, everyone's like first question they ask, what do you do for a living? What do you Mm. do for a living? And, Mm. and it was like, it was very focus on that aspect where if it doesn't match, they really don't want to be friends with you. And compared to here, it's like you get to know the person as they are as a person. And if you're genuinely a good person, you know, you're going to find friends pretty easy. And that, and, and, and having that balance between work, cause I work really hard, mm-hmm. but also having that time for friendships and actually living life is what really attracted me to come down here. I agree. I agree. And it's, I think that's, that's so important with what you just said, because it's like, what does the, what does the person assume about you when, when they want to like say about, about everything missed, because I, th- I think when you, when you, that's a big indicator of what a lot of people I think missed a lot of stuff, because when you ask a person a question, the first thing you, you're asking something about that person's identity, who they are as a person. Yeah. So when that is to your point, something like, Oh, what do you do for work? That's what they judge you on immediately. They don't ask you like even how your day is. They don't kind of like say like, Oh, like, you know, how are you? Like, what's the, what's, what's, you know, everything's going on, all that kind of stuff. Like how are your kids? How are so, your family? so when I went to Georgetown for grad school, um, and whenever I go out with my grad school friends and everything, and when I get asked that first question, when I meet girls at the bar or, or, or random people, when they ask me, what do I do for a living? I tell them that, you know, I tell them, I say, oh, I'm a grad student at Georgetown. And their ears perk up, literally perk up a little oh, bit yeah, because yeah. they think I'm in the School of Public Policy or the law program or my MBA. And they said, oh, what are you studying? And I said, oh, I'm studying sports business. And they just get immediately turned away. Really? I've had multiple instances where I was at bars because it, it, it was really eye-opening, really, really eye-opening. Wow. Yeah. And like, I used to live in Florida for college yep. in South Florida. Yep. I used to live in North Carolina in those locations. Whenever I go out and meet girls or whatever, it was just like fun banter. It was, it was fun conversations. Sure. I was able to like sure. put my authentic self as a person rather than my identity as a job title. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was just, I was just tired and done with that. Wow. That is, well, that's so interesting too, because it's like, you know, you're obviously like, you're in a master's program, like, yeah. it, it, like it, regardless of what that master's, you're in a master's program, you're obviously taking your, your education, your career, your earning potential very, very seriously, or yeah. else you probably wouldn't be doing a master's program in, in some way or another. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it's, it, it shows that like environment, like we are all products of our environment to some degree. Yeah. And when you're surrounded by people who only really, you know, they're obsessed with kind of getting the next person who's going to be some person in the house of representatives or some person who's going to be an aide to somebody or something else like that, or really kind of working for one, a big lobbying firm or a big accounting firm or consulting firm or something like that. And they put all of that inside of it without even getting to know you as a person afterwards. Like without, without even saying like, I mean, the least they could do is be like give a disinterested, like, Oh, that's kind of cool. And you kind of at least have the opportunity to say something back when they immediately like shut you down like that. It's gotta be, it's really deflating, especially because, you know, as a man, like, 
we are tasked by God to work. Like that is a lot of where we do get our identity from, whether we want to admit it or not. Yeah. And when, you know, especially when women kind of say like, you know, oh, that's not whatever. It's like, that shit hurts, man. Like that's not even like, you know, everything else. It's like, oof, like, man, like it's like, what did I do wrong at that point? You know, it is what it is. You yeah, can't, you can't, sure. You, I mean, it, it can it can be hurting, you know, deflating at times, but also you have to, you have to basically just put your, just keep moving forward. If you, if it makes you feel good, that's all that matters. Right. And, and, if yeah. you, and if you're trying to have goals and everything like that, then maybe, and, and you tell them what you do and everything and they don't mm-hmm. really want to be associated with that, then, you know, you have to put, you have to line yourself with the right people that are going to support you no matter what. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And I think like, it, and it's so like, because if they did ask you a question about this and ask you, because I've talked with you about your old job, about your sports jobs, and you've worked really, really cool things. You've done, College football games, you've done pro football games, you've done yeah. bo- you, boxing matches, you've done like MMA, MMA fights. Yeah. I mean, all that other kind of stuff, and it's super, super cool. And, and like, maybe it's, it's me because I'm just a, a nut for all that kind of stuff. But I mean, if they even, like, if people even just kind of see people for more than just what they say that they are, like, right up front, because you literally said, like, what you did, and they actually asked you about it and they were curious about it, it was a very, very, like, it's just, it's such a shame, honestly, when people just don't get to know each other on that deep of a level, even like you're just meeting a person, they don't even want to ask anything further than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it is. And, you know, and for me, like, I would want to get to know them as well. You yeah, know, right, I, of yeah, course. You yeah. know, it's, you know, I'm, I'm genuinely a curious person, yeah. you know, and, and, mm-hmm. and, like, no matter what you do and or who you are as a person, uh, I would love whoever I'm chatting with to get to know them, you know, and, and, and see who they are as a person what their values and, yes. and, and, and what they're passionate about. Right. Right. So, and, and which goes, you know, kind of goes back to like what we were talking about earlier about kind of the, you know, the, the setting that you met our community through, which yeah. is basically like the church setting. And so like in, in that kind of thing, just to hit on this one more time, like did it's kind of two things when you're going into that type of setting from my estimation, you want to get closer to God and you want to get closer to other people. Yeah. So when you went in, did one of those things tip the scale more than the other? Did you want to go from a more religious sense or did you want to go from a more community sense or was were those things kind of mutually exclusive and one just came with the other or did you want to tackle both at the same time when you went to that? I, I, wanted, I wanted to be both at the same time but okay. also kind of, you know, play off each other in a way mm-hmm. where, where I get to grow with my faith but also find a group of like-minded friends to, to do fun things, but also grow in our, each other's faith as well and just be open and transparent. And, um, you know, we, we, for the record, everyone listening to this, you know, our small group, we meet every Tuesday and, you know, we, we, we study the Bible and discuss about our lives and all the great things, all the things we're struggling with. And, you know, it's a lot of fun. You know, we like to crack jokes and everything like that, yeah. but and it also can get really serious because like everyone, you know, matter what their status is or what, you know, the job they have or all the cool things they've done in the past, everyone in a way is going through, going through it. You know, everyone's going through their challenge and having that group where you can be open and honest with no judgment, um, is, 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 it's an, it's an incredible blessing. Yeah, it it really is. And, um, but going back to your question, it, it was a mix of both. I wanted to, you know, grow my faith, but also make sure that, I had a group of friends, especially starting off in the city where you knew absolutely no one. Right. Um, It was just a win-win, killing Mm -hmm. two birds with one stone. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like in that kind of a sense as well, it's like, you know, you have – like I'm always – I don't know if you feel about this, but I feel very astounded how quickly our group matched. 
Like, yeah. we meshed very, very quickly. And we yeah. were able to, like, get into the shit, like what you said, like, about a lot of things, like, very, very early. Yeah. And we learned a lot about each other very, very quickly. And a lot of other things where it was kind of like, you know, a lot of people would be like, Ugh. like, that's kind of like, you know, like, take me, like, you know, a couple more months to kind of get that out of you and it turns away. But it's like, no. And it's like everyone everyone had a, a testimony to share. And we all, that's how we got to know each other. We got, like, really into each person yeah. right off the bat. And we got to ask questions about those people, you know, people and how they felt about things and what they were dealing with now. And we kind of have things we pray over and all this other kind of stuff at the end of everything. Yeah. So we, we really are involved and invested in a lot of other people, which I, which I don't, I don't know if that is the same thing in every single group. I hope it is because it's awesome. And every other single group that goes to the stone, but it's kind of like, or any church for that matter. But it's, it's a testament to not only, you know, to your point, that joint ambition of wanting to grow in our faith and get closer to Christ and also coming in and saying that, we are going to do this together, and it's kind of a testament to all those people. We are all coming in to kind of get the same thing that you just described, which I think is very interesting. Yeah, yeah, it, it is very interesting. And and I remember during those first few uh, small group sessions we had, um, you know, I was listening to everyone's stories, and like I think I was the last one to go, and I was like, oh, I gotta share my story. Not not so much like I'm an open, I'm not an open book, but more so mm -hmm. of like. How are people gonna, you know, gonna listen? Like, gonna react to what sure. I say? Yeah. But as I continue to listen to, to other people's stories and, and 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 listen to their lives, both the positives and negatives, um, I felt more and more comfortable um, in doing that, yeah. and uh, it, it it was awesome. And, yeah. And, and and you know, people and people in our group still, uh, you know, love and accept each other for who they are, and it's a great feeling. Yeah. And I think that it's, it's, it's very interesting with, with all that kind of thing, because it's like, there's a great sense of, I would say security and knowing how fucked up other people are Yeah, because you, you, you were all our worst, biggest critic, but I mean, a lot of other people, when you realize like people are dealing with real shit, man, like they're yeah. dealing with a lot of really, really heavy and burdensome stuff. Yeah. And then you, you come and you see all these people and, and there's still these very, flourishing beautiful people on the side of and the other side of their issues and their crises and everything that kind of goes with them mm -hmm. and you get a lot of i get a lot of inspiration from that because you got to see like a lot of people that have been through like we have people in our groups and obviously we won't say anybody specifically but people who have been through and are going through really really difficult stuff yeah and you ha you see them wear that and carry that almost every time you talk with them and meet them yeah and it gives me just a lot of fortitude and, and courage when i kind of see all these people just bravely you know kind of carrying their cross for lack of a better term and that kind of a thing mm -hmm. and it makes me feel like I can say a lot of things that are and you know like I look forward to come to our Tuesday small group a lot because it's like you know we go and we kind of have that community with people where we have just a big thing with you know everyone can just kind of be you know open and take the cape off and you not have to really worry about what other people are thinking about them or who's got to get them at work or something like that yeah. or whatever we can just kind of be very very open with one another about the various things that we really feel about a lot of sort of stuff, which yeah. is very, very, I think, unique and very, very interesting. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. And uh, it's just good to have like that hour and a half, two hours of just, you know, just being true to ourselves. Yeah. So. Yeah. I agree. Um, on that topic, what does your faith mean to you? Because I know we've all had really a big, you know, roundabout, a lot of us in terms of getting to this point, where we're all kind of very open about it. And we talk a lot about it and we, and we hopefully are living our lives because that I know I try my best to, and I know you try your best to as well. But like, I know you've had kind of a meandering route to kind of get to where you are in terms of everything else. And I certainly have done the same thing in exactly. So 
I've been thinking about that recently because like we've been in this, I've been going to the stone for about, I would say 18 months at this point. And so like you've been going to the stone for probably about a year at this point because you joined. Yeah, yeah, 11, yeah 11 months a year. L- 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 yeah, 11 months or a year. And so like you were, and you've been in the small group for almost that exact same time. And so we have all these things where like we were all brought to this thing with wherever. And now our faith is really, really important because we talk about it so much during the week and we see each other at least twice a week at, at MC and church and all this other type of thing. So like, I've been really focusing on the question of like what my faith kind of means to me in a lot of ways. So like, what does it mean to you? I'm very curious. My faith has been, um, it's been on multiple dynamics. Um, growing up, it was, I guess, complicated in a way, but also mm-hmm. as I got older, I was able to identify and make my own decisions when it comes to my faith. Um, for the record, everyone listening, I, I grew up, in a uh, Jewish and Catholic household. Yes, that's right. Yeah, so so my dad grew up in a in a Brooklyn house uh, Brooklyn household Jewish household I'm in, in Brooklyn. My mom grew up in a Catholic household in Boston, and they met at a singles party in the late '80s before Tinder and Bumble and Hinge before any of that. That's like a, that's like a, a bar like a, like a, a couple guys walk into a bar joke like waiting to happen like like at that point like that is that is that's yeah. What that and is. I'm very yeah. fortunate yeah. that they that right. they somehow yeah. I'm like. Both, yeah. fam- both my dad's families and my mom's family, you know, they don't get along. You know, the Jewish side, the Catholic side, it's it's a little bit complicated. complicated. It's complicated, but we make yeah. it work. We make it work. Right. Yes. But but like growing up, like I I, I celebrated both Hanukkah and Christmas, and I bragged to my friends, say, hey, I get double the presents. I get to celebrate, you know, yeah. Hanukkah and Christmas, and I didn't, but I didn't really fully understand the faith side and what it meant. You know, I went to church, did my first communion in the Catholic church and it was just, I just kind of went through the motions. I didn't really understand, but it was important for me to understand my faith of where I came from and my parents and their family of what they believed. And mm-hmm. I felt like that was from, from my fit, from my family or my parents important for me to understand that, yeah. especially at a young age. Um, as I started to get older, um, I wasn't really religious at all. And then around middle school, I didn't really have much friends or any friends at all. And I needed to make friends because I was feeling lonely at that time. And my mom said, you know, like, hey, uh, there's this church that has a small group for teens. You know, you should go. It's called it's it's called the Rocket. It's a McLean Bible Church. It's like this ginormous church in the DC area. And I was like, "Eh, you know, Jesus, oh, this is stupid. I'm not going to do it. And she was like, okay. You're going. I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, so I went and I was like, I was blown away because I, I walked in, I see all these like teenagers that are my age, and then I see like, you know, as a you know a, a, a guy going through puberty at 14 years old, seeing all like the, the middle school girls. I'm like, okay, this is the place. Yeah, like I'm fucking staying here. Yeah, man. I'm staying I'm here. Saying, right, this is the rock this, where this I build my this church. Is, yeah. This is my church. And Fuck I was yeah, like, man. I was like, yeah. okay, I can see myself dating her. I can see myself yeah, dating man. here. And That's then funny. as I started to go to church and, and, and go into the sermons and start seeing the word, I started to understand the gospel and like how it impacted my life during that time because I was lonely. And it started to really transform my faith in trying to understand you know, God and, and, and the gospel and mm-hmm. what you know, Christ has done for me. Um, and as I got older through college, I kind of got away from my faith. And now it's like, Right now, it's like for me, since I'm in a new city in Austin, long story short, it's I'm on a challenge with myself to get closer to God and my faith, but also get around other like-minded individuals who yeah. share the same faith, but also share the same challenges as well. Yes. Um, we all struggle with the same challenges. So um, 
I guess for me, like that's a little background, but also, you know, for me, it's like, I need to stay focused and it's a challenge, but at least I had my support group to, to, or my friends to, to, to get me, you know, closer to yeah. God and everything. So. Yeah. And I, I, like, I'm a pragmatist at heart, man. So, I mean, I think like, you know, for me looking back on it, and this is, I think a thing with any dedicated religion, obviously I believe that the Christian religion is the true religion and the right religion and everything else like this. But I think this has a very, you know, wide ranging and all encompassing impact with all people who are dedicated religious followers. Because yeah. I, you know, I was kind of like you, I fell away from the faith for a little bit. I was an atheist for a very, very long time, probably from, you know, middle of high school all the way up until basically I converted into Christianity back about two Julys ago. So back middle of 2021 after I moved here. And, um, I don't know, looking back on it now, how non-religious people do it because they have to literally make up an answer for fucking everything. Like they have no central force telling them kind of like anything else. Like they have to literally come up with a answer, a solution, and like they have to be the alpha and omega to almost every single problem. And looking back, I'm like, no wonder I was fucking miserable. Like no wonder that I was miserable doing all this kind of stuff because I had to really kind of put everything together and say, this is this way for this reason. I, I need to do this because I, this is going to happen. This is this, this, whatever. It's like, there's a great power, I think, in surrendering up to something else that's bigger than you, whether that's, and, and something that's really, you know, it can't really fail you because it's God, obviously, but I mean, something that is a, an idol in your life and you have to pick that idol very, very wisely. And we talked about that earlier with kind of people who are doing it in terms of power or money or any, you know, stupid superficial bullshit like that. But it's, you know, that's kind of, I think very, very powerful. And that was kind of the way I look at it. The superficial, you know, things that people go out, you know, you know, whether it's money, career, um, you know, living a, you know, ladies man lifestyle, whatever yeah. that may be, yep. drugs, alcohol, it doesn't, it does, the trick in the moment, but it leaves a gaping hole in your heart and your soul that doesn't, that you're trying to fill. Yeah. And I think as humans, we all crave something that we're trying to fill in that gap of what we're looking for to make us feel whole and make us feel, uh, complete. Yeah. And for, for folks that, that struggle to find it and turn to other things, you know, it's, it's, you know, it, it can be a big challenge and it can, it can lead to pretty, you know, if left unchecked, it can lead to pretty disastrous outcomes. Yeah. Um, so, so having that, that faith, um, in something that's, you know, a good message or, you know, in this case or in our faith or in Jesus, um, you know, it's, 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 it's reassuring. It's, you know, it, it puts you at ease. Yeah. Um, that, you know, everything is taken care of and everything like that. But, you know, I have friends that are non-religious um, that I hang out with and, you know, they go after things and, and, and do things that try to make them feel complete. And sometimes it's heartbreaking because, like, you see the negative uh, consequences that yeah. can come out of yeah. it. Like, from my friends in college and everything like that. And it's 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 heartbreaking. Yeah. Um, depending on what that is. Sure. Yeah. And I think, like, do you think that's a um... – do you think that's a uniquely more Christian problem or religious person problem, like the whole delayed gratification thing? Because like, I think like when you are not restrained by that conscience, whether that is, you know, God or whomever that it might be for religious people that you are not allowed to participate or participate, excuse me, in the hedonism that kind of drives a lot of our culture, whether yeah. that's like, you know, going out all the time, like, you know, sex, I think that's the biggest one for a lot of people, like all that kind of stuff yeah. and everything else. And so like, you know, you, you, you find yourself and you see people all like doing all these things and everything else. And you're like, 
oh, fuck, I get like, like that sounds like nice once in a while, but then you're like, fuck, you're then again, you're kind of like, oh, go fuck from like the other angle. It's like, damn it, like I can't really, I can't do any of that kind of stuff. And it really, really kind of messes with your head a little bit in a lot of ways, which is yeah, really, really that's, interesting. Yeah, that's the thing where I personally struggle with. Yes. You know, it's like, yeah. you know, for example, sex, temptation, you yeah. know, that is a natural thing. I've struggled with it in the past. And it's a guy thing. It's an everyone thing. I feel like it's more nowadays. It's, it's an everyone thing. Yeah. I, think, well, I, 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 I agree with that. I yeah. think, yeah. I think now it's yeah. the culture that we live in, the hookup culture, you know, I've, you know, shamefully was a part of that. At, yeah. At, 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 you know, in the past. As was I, my friend, as was, and, I, as was and, like everyone listening to this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Day, yeah. And, and, you know, it, it goes back to, reevaluating that why was I pursuing that mm -hmm. it was to fill something in my heart that was missing I wanted to feel that that feeling of being wanted I wanted to feel yeah. that feeling of pleasure but um, but to answer your question I think I think it's both a religious thing but also a thing where people need to learn how to accept themselves of, of themselves and, and, and instead of looking at other things to feel acceptance or to mm. feel yeah. pleasure. Like I was listening to your podcast, uh, the last previous podcast regarding of, of people, you know, uh, not accepting of themselves. So they look at other things and it's just not fulfilling or not finding that answer. The motivational book writer, you know, that, that mm. spews all the BS stuff at times, you know, you go buy a ticket, you say the three things with, the drinking water, the reading books and everything like yeah, that, right. you know, it's the same, it's the same thing. But like, I think it's a faith part, but also a human part where, where it's like, we, we want to challenge ourselves and we want to fill that gap and feel full. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's, we don't know, we don't have the answer to that. We don't. Right. And, and I think that's why community is so important too, yeah. because we, we affirm that belief and that truth inside of ourselves because we're all dealing with and struggling. And, with it and I was time. reading, I was reading a book community. I think, I think that part, is really missing in, especially in the United States in, in the 20, in, in our current times 100%, 100%. where there isn't that community where everyone is, you know, in a, in a, in a, in a group of friends or anything like that, you know, men are, are becoming, um, specifically men becoming more alone, playing video games, yep. you know, um, being on, on COD or whatever, you know, and stay trading or whatever that may be. And it's hurting our, 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 um, you know, social skills of not meeting people and, and communicating. Yeah. Um, and that's something that, you know, I've been really, you know, studying and, yep. you know, it seems like to be an, uh, an increase in trend and, you know, I think could have disastrous consequences for young, for young adults. Yeah. And I think like, you know, we can, we can talk about the, I think the, the male part of that is specifically fascinating. Yeah. I've, yeah. I've, I've looked about it too, but I think like, for on the to give you know the female side of the equation some some show as well, I yeah. think there's kind of an almost an isolation with social media almost because it's kind of a paradox of that because it's it's bizarre because social media is sharing your post to the world, but I think like women they are so they are forced by almost the social media culture in a way to keep up with the Joneses by just going so deep into themselves and kind of a sense of unwilling narcissism in a lot of other ways. So they're kind of saying like you know I'm going to drill so much into myself and everything else, and I kind of have to really almost compete with other women or other people posting on Instagram or social media or everything else. I had to look like this. I had to do all these type of things, everything else. And it's kind of like just a, a arms race for social acceptance in that kind of a way where yeah. it's really, really interesting. So it's a different type of withdrawal, but it's a withdrawal all the same. I, I can't 
speak for women, obviously, I'm not, I'm not a girl. Yeah. But that is a big challenge that I've had chatted with my female friends of, you know, they, they've mentioned like, I, you know, I, I want, it feels good getting those likes and, and, and sure. getting that really cool photo or that cute photo with, with, with the, with the boyfriend or, you know, feeling good on a, on a, on a Friday night out in the town in, in your high heels and everything like that. Sure. And getting, getting those cute photos. Nothing wrong with that. You know, nothing wrong posting on Instagram because, you know, it's, you know, that's your life and you feel free if you want to share it. Great. But I think there's also a, there's a, there's also a kind of a, I would say not danger, but there's also that, I don't know what the word I'm looking for. Um, addiction kind of, well, addiction, but like, there's also that need of yeah. the self-assurance mm-hmm. of feeling accepted Yeah. without maybe addressing the underlying issue of why you need to why, feel accepted. Why you need to feel, place. right, why did you feel that, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and I, I personally, thank goodness, I've never felt the need to feel self-acceptance on, on social media. Uh, I don't really post them also on, on Instagram, um, but I've seen it through other people and I, it, trying to live out their best lives and, you know, beyond, beyond the screen, beyond the, the app, the application, there's you know, a lot of challenges that could come out of that. Yeah. And, and going back to the point about community, like right, right now, I think like to your point, like that is the missing piece for a lot of people. Yeah. And I think like for, and I think like I, I've been, you know, I, I, it's funny because like I, I can't imagine my life without the communities I'm in now. Like, I mean, not only our church community, although our church community is a very, very important pillar of my life, but like my men's group and the, um, yeah, your and, men's group, yeah. and, and the, uh, and shout out to the affluent standard and, the, and all the guys, the men that are hopefully listening to this podcast. And if you're not listening, don't listen to this podcast every Sunday from now on out until hopefully the end of time. But now we are doing all these other type of things. And so like we have all this different stuff and that's the first person I come to ask people who are coming to me with problems. Like I was talking with someone today who was going through a really, really rough time in their life. I'm like, okay, well dude, like, who do you hang out with? Like, who do you spend your time with? And he's like, well, you know, not a lot of people, like there's a lot, like a lot of, you know, old people, all this other kind of stuff. Like I'm not really ever, all this. I'm like, okay, well you need to fix that. Like, like that's a problem. Like you need to go and do all that kind of yeah. stuff. And so it, it's funny because like before our church group was really the first domino to fall with me. Like, I mean, that was the first really big community right. I got involved in, in a lot of senses. And so I got involved with you guys and then did all this other sort of stuff. And then I did all of my boxing gym and my men's group, my work, a bunch of other places. We started going back to the office, all that sort of thing. And, um, we had, I've never had one before and I thought I was fine, but now I can't imagine my life without it. Like if you guys were to like wither away and implode, like, I don't know what I would do with my Tuesday nights and it would be very, very, not good for me in yeah. a lot of ways. Honestly, if, if I was in that position that this small group somehow imploded, my Tuesday nights would be filled on Reddit or yeah, or, like some some yes, or some like going down a YouTube rabbit hole of just watching like a sat- satanic, like demonic, fucking you know, like you just just, just the just, same shit like every yeah. every single you numb your day, brain and then you realize yeah. two hours have passed by. And it's like, what have I done with my time? I could yeah. have been reading or working out or whatever, and it's like. You know, I think that's the problem with technology. It's easy to get sucked in mm-hmm. to, you know, a, you know, a website or, or, a, or an app or, or social media. And, you know, it's, it's designed to suck you in and, and, and gain you that, that attention. Yeah. Or, or to, to, they want your attention. So. Yeah. And it, it's, it's like, it's, you know, it's Fight Club on steroids, basically. Because Fight Club is all about kind of just the numbing of general, like, the instinctual, like, I, I think, you know, particularly for men, but for all people, like just the numbing of kind of our base instincts of what human beings need to thrive in the world. Yeah. And now with digital, digital technology, social media, even though it has a lot of great things around it, the bad thing is that with, for a lot of these people, 
they have something where it's like, you know, now that numbness is now so easy to access in so many different ways. We have all of these things you need to keep track of. You need to keep track of all these people, like text all these people, everything else. And it's just like, at the end of the day, like you said, like five hours has gone by. You're like, holy fuck, like what the hell did I just do with the last half of my day? You get, you get that Sunday uh, weekly uh, screen time notification. I, I turned it off because I, I don't it like is, at it. I've got it like a few times it. and it's just, oh, it's, tar- it's terrifying. cold. Yeah. It is a cold, stark reminder of how much time you spend on your screen. Yeah. And also like social media, especially Twitter, brings up the worst in people. Oh, of course. Like yes. I like my my uh, my guilty pleasure is Twitter. I love seeing what's going. Oh, okay, on. Okay, all right. Okay. Twitter, Twitter is okay. is like you know it, it's it's a shit show. I, I I gave away that that path to hell after. Good. Like, I, Good. I, you know, it's, it's yeah. And it, that app brings out the worst to people from all sides, and it doesn't create healthy dialogue. Mm-hmm. It doesn't create uh, authentic connections. It's more so of who can go to the lowest of the lows. Um, and try to prove a point. Yeah. And, and and whatever you need to do to insult or share, you know, anything wrong or, you know, incorrect or whatever it may be, it's, you know, it's just, it's, it's sad in a way, you mm-hmm. know, and, and it's that people resort to that. Yeah. And I think it's shows a lot of, you know, where we are as a, as a country, but that's a, that's a whole other story. But yeah. the bottom line is that, you know, it just sucks us in and it just brings out, a lot of different things that are both good, but also not good. Yeah. In a lot of ways, community is kind of just the bastion of the gate that kind of keeps all that yeah. shit away from And all that people. time, you're on social media and, and everything. You're not on the community. You're not, you're not out and, you know, you know, volunteering or, you know, playing, you know, volleyball twice a week or, mm-hmm. you know, maybe yeah. we're in Austin. So there's a lot of poker, you know, like maybe. Is there really? Well, there are a lot of poker clubs in Austin. Really? I didn't know. I had no idea. Yeah. yeah it's legal. Yeah. Oh, there's oh, one, okay. There's okay. Well, I'm, I'm thinking about signing up. Okay. Uh, well, good for you. Good yeah. for you. Yes. Yeah. So, so finding other like-minded people and seeing them, you know, in, you know, in person and building those authentic connections and, also, being your authentic self is so critical because naturally, we're human creatures. Thousands and thousands of years, we've had the face-to-face interactions, and all of a sudden, not many people do it anymore. So it's like, what changed? And like, I was just really worried of the long-term effects that can come out of it. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you, and I think like especially doing what we do in terms of our jobs. Yeah. Like, I mean, and I think that's the next thing I wanted to talk about. Kind of like, you know, we both do sales for a living. Yeah. Sales can be great. But sales can also, like, I, I tell all the time, like, you know, my job sucks way more than it. it, it it's weird because, it, like, it, it's, the job sucks most of the time, but the time that it does not suck, it makes up for everything else. 100%. Yeah, like, it, the job is, is, is a grueling, vicious, degrade, not degrading because no work is degrading, but kind of like a big, you know, it, it just, it beats you down all the time because it's so damn hard to do what we do. And it, I don't want to, you know, victimize myself or whatever, but it is a really, really tough job. It's not a typical job and, like, a line of business where you're just kind of, you know, you have a, you know, a strict like this and this, whatever. It's like, no, 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 no. Everything is ad hoc. Everything is kind of like this. You have to really, really make it up as you go along. And that support with a lot of people, like I know when I have a shitty day at work, man, I'm just, I go around and I look, I go into the discord in my men's group. I go in and I see like, you know, all these guys who are just cr- crushing it. Some guy made a big, he acquired a new client today. Some guy did this, some guy did that. I go over Tuesday morning and I remember like one of our friends, you know, they, went on a date that was successful. They went and did this. They had a really good time with their family last week. They had a really, really good conversation with their father. They did a bunch of other type of things. And so it's very, very important to do all that type of thing. And I think that's a lot of th- another thing that people are putting as an idol in a lot of ways where it's like, you know, if I'll just disappear into my work, but 
that is, that is just, if, and I know because I've done it before, like that is just such a very, very big catastrophic mistake with a lot of people that Extremely I think is dangerous. Yes. It's very, because it's a rabbit hole that, you know, you can, you can log off of Reddit, but you got to work to make money. Yeah. So it's like, and, and when you, when you need something and you turn that need into a, into an obsession, like that is a, a dangerous, dangerous way to live in yeah. my opinion, a very, very dangerous You can easily way to live. burn yourself out, out and, 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 you know, maybe do things that are, yeah. you know, maybe against rule or whatever. I don't, I don't know, but it's, it's extremely dangerous rabbit hole going down and just making that your entire life. I and, agree. and you lose yourself to it. Like you kind of go down and you have like a bunch of oh, other yeah. things where it's like, you know, you, you become addicted to like, you know, let's just say like you close a bunch of deals. Like, Oh, gotta find another deal. Gotta find another one of this. And so, and it's, it's that. And, and the other one I think that's, that's big for a lot of people is the dating aspect of everything. Yeah. Like a lot of people get so lost in that sphere of like, I need to go meet this person. I need to kind of, you know, do all this other sort of stuff. And, and that's my, like, if I'm going to be right out and say like, that's my thing. Like dating was always my thing where I was like, I just need this thing. And then all my problems in the world are going to be solved. Like, yeah. it's, not, it's just this magic bullet that I'm just going to shoot out. And then everything, all my problems are going to be dead. But that's, that's just not, not at all what the case turned out to be. Yeah. Not at all. You're, you're looking, people are looking for self-acceptance or not self-acceptance from others. Yeah. Through dating. Yes. And, yeah. but also through dating apps, people also play it like a game. Yeah. And, and that is also very dangerous because if, you know, if you match with someone that is looking for a life partner and taking it seriously, but others might treat it as a game, mm -hmm. you may unintentionally cause a lot of psychological, you know, impact mm -hmm. to that individual. Um, and, um, but yeah, going like it, if you take it seriously, like like too to like a step where it's like you can't control and you just need what you need, yeah, you know it, it can it can really cause a lot of damage to oh of course your life your relationships your, yeah you know with with even your job you know it's yeah. it's, it's it's very dangerous you gotta you know have a good balance yeah and there's a and there's a lot of things man it's it's and we could go on on listing a bunch of different yeah. things and everything else where it's like you know you have a bunch of stuff that's going on and whatever but I think it's just kind of like you see, you see different types of things around the world and it's, it's hard to really stay motivated and optimistic and purposeful towards what you want to do in your life. And, and it's like a lot of things. And I think community has a big portion of that. So that might be your answer to this question, but what really does propel you through all the stuff that like, you know, cause Austin is such a distracting place. Like it's got a oh, yeah. lot of things that can just suck you into a lot of bad shit and bad habits and everything. So really what is what is the thing for you that really keeps you kind of pushing towards what you want to, you know, the, the purposeful motion you want to have in your life in a lot of ways? Like, what is that thing to you? I think it really comes down to going back to who I am and my values. Yeah. Um, I value of one of my values is, is I'm passionate about helping others. Yeah. And for me, you know, that brings me clarity. That brings me satisfaction. That brings me pure happiness. Yeah. And there's no better feeling, whether that's helping a coworker become a better sales professional or, you know, being, you know, listening to a friend talking about their recent breakup and trying to, you know, provide some sort of support or clarity, yeah. Yeah. you know, that brings me satisfaction and that brings me, you know, in a way happiness. Um, and, um, I, I guess for that, for that question, it's, it's, that's what keeps me grounded along with my faith, but also keeps me focused on, you know, having, you know, a good work life balance mm -hmm. and, and keeping me, keeping me focused and grounded yeah. um, and, uh, um, just helping others and just, you know, try to fit into their shoes of, you know, okay, you may not live your life, but at least I can listen and, 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 and 
non-judgmental and yeah. you know, try to see what, what they're going through. Yeah, by the, by the way, a confirmed purchaser of Value Economics Study Identity by Sam LaCrosse, two-time number one Amazon bestseller, yeah. feature yeah. Forbes magazine, and he has actually read the book, so I appreciate it. No, I, and like all jokes aside, like that, that, that it's is a great like, book. It, well, thank you. I, I, and it, it is a great book, if I do say so myself. No, <laughs> like, yeah, we wrote it. Yeah, 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 I would say like, you know, Sam LaCrosse, no relation to the person who's hosting this podcast right now. Anyways, but it, like it, it all it all does come down to that. It's like, you know, what do you, what do you hold – and like, what is what is the rock you you're building your proverbial church on? In a lot of ways, like in a lot of senses, like what is the thing that like is kind of like is grounding you and tethering you to this earth? Otherwise, you are going to just be at the whim of anybody that's going to push you in a different type of arena or a different type of area. In a lot of ways, and and I think the sooner that you come to terms with how you know those things that you know, that is going to be it's it's a game changer. It really is for 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 everybody and everyone who I know is miserable does not know the answer to that question. What keeps you tethered to the earth? And the people I know are the happiest are, have, that, have that question answered. They, yeah. they, they all do. They all do in exactly. each case. Exactly. Like, like what I mentioned, like with, with my, one of my values is helping others and, and, and passionate helping others. It's great to do that. But you also, like what you mentioned of other people might take advantage of that. Yeah. And, yeah, sure. And, and, and take you under their wing and try to, you know, you help them. That's going to help with with their with their agenda or what they're focused on. So you mm-hmm. have to like also learn how to say no if if you feel like they're trying to take advantage yeah. of of your generosity. Um, but yeah, you're right. It's 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 having you know your your values in having. I guess not. Guess I will say self acceptance of who you are as a person. Mm-hmm will lead you along with your faith will lead you true happiness of where you are in life no matter if you're you know 20 something or you know a senior citizen yeah yeah it's it just it's something that just it it translates you know yeah. no matter where you are in life no matter where you are in life who you're with in life if you know the answer to those questions you'll probably have more success than the average person who does not know the answer to that question yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and it, and it just it's kind of like just a, it's a very it's a very interesting thing because I think that's a lot of, a lot of people like, you know, Austin is so interesting because a lot of people come here to quote unquote, like find themselves, right? Like they go out and they kind of like, they have this escapism mindset where they're going to kind of go and up, you know, lift themselves up from whatever, like, you know, demonious type of thing that they left in the, their old town and come here and find themselves. Well, it's like, well, if you, if you go to another city, no matter if it's Austin to like find yourself and to find something that makes you whole. You're doing it for the wrong reasons. That's right. That, yeah, right. that, that That's comes right. from within. That's right. It doesn't come from yes. you know hanging out at Zilker Park on a, on a, on a Saturday afternoon, right. on a beautiful Saturday afternoon, or or, or at Friday night at uh, you know on uh, Rainy Street. Yeah. You know, those are fun. But if if that if you're looking for that to to, to fulfill who you are as a person, yeah, you really have to do some soul searching. Yeah. You know, and a lot of it. Yeah. Um, again, I don't know everyone's background. Everyone has different backgrounds, but you know, it's for me. I'm sure for you as well. Yep. Finding that individual self acceptance and values and, and staying to it is what's going to help you um, gain that happiness and fulfillment. Sure. Yeah. I mean, it, it's going to be something where, like, you, you know, you you can't you can't just leave your problems in a physical location. You can't leave your valuelessness right. and your purposelessness in a physical location like that. That shit travels, man. Like that shit comes with you no matter where the fuck you are, who you're with, everything else, man. It just it, – it comes and it just stays with you. And until you deal with your own shit, your own baggage, the own things you kind of carry around within your within the you know, the feet of your soul, 
then you're never going to be rid of that problem. You're never going to be rid of it at yeah. all. No matter how hard you try to run from it, you're never going to be free. And it's not easy addressing. No, oh, it's of course not. not. That's why people don't do it. But if you properly do it, whether that's, you know, reading books or swallowing your pride and going to therapy or whatever that may be, mm-hmm. you know, you will be stronger and you will feel more confident, more and even better about yourself by, 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 by doing that. And, yeah. and, and you'll be better on the other side. Yeah. Um, so I've been through that. It's, it wasn't easy. It was tough, but I'm a living testament to that. Yeah. Of self-acceptance. Yeah. And I mean, and you, you, I mean, to the therapy point, you started going to therapy and you like it. So, I mean, that's it. I had it. Well, 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 to, 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 to go even farther, like I had a major breakthrough in my therapy, you know, um, a few weeks ago. Yeah. Right. You told me about that. Yeah. And it was, it was incredible. I won't go into details. Yeah. No, of course not. Yeah. But, but you know, a lot of guys our age, you know, think of therapy as like, oh, it's stupid or anything like that. But you know, it really helped me just process like all the shit that I've been through throughout my life yeah. and real and, and help undercover the underlying problem of why I have so much anxiety, why I have self-acceptance, so on and so forth. Yeah. And it's, and it's, it's just freed up everything yeah. and I have more energy and positive thoughts in my head as well. Yeah. I mean, I think of therapy, like honestly, in a lot of ways for the people that do it is more of like a vessel to just do more work on yourself. Like it's not, it's not a tool to really, it's not going to fix you. It's, it is an avenue to get you to fix yourself. Yeah. In, you got to put in the work no matter what. The therapist right, is going to put in the work. You got to, you got to do it. That's right. Yeah. They're only a facilitator of that internal dialogue with yourself and, and what you have to do to fix that. That's like the main misconception. Right? People think it's going right. to do work, but no, you have to do the work. Right. The end of the day. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I think like it's, it's, you know, going and, you know, we're all going back to this aspect of community, but it's like. Staying rooted within yourself, staying re- – and I think like there's there's something very – like I, I've noticed a very interesting trend because like a lot of people, they love to travel. They love to go all over the place. They yeah. love to kind of see everything else. And I think like that's just another form. Like I'm, I, I'm, I've been intrigued for a very long time about this concept of escapism and people who want to just run away and go to all these different places and see – like kind of see the world, all this kind of stuff. They want to go to like – they want to go to Amalfi. They want to go to South of France. They want to go to like England or you know New York and LA, all these type of places. And that's all great. But it's like when you're doing it so often that you're not where you physically reside, like that's, that's an interesting, it's, it's very troubling to me to see that, to be honest with you, because it shows like, if you're not able to be where you are, where, where all of your stuff, where your life actually is, not in the South of France or wherever the fuck you go to, you know, vacation or whatever, five times a year, then you're, I'm jealous. Well, I mean, I mean, you are, but you're not though. Like, I mean, it's like, you know, because if you like, to me, that's a sign of like, you're really not comfortable where you are. You're not comfortable. So you feel the need to go escape to all these different places. Yeah. And like, to me, like now that I call like Austin home and I don't see myself leaving anytime soon, if I can help it, you know, now that I am calling this place home and I'm doing all this kind of stuff, it's like, I think of honestly, like I, I like going to see places. Like, I mean, I like traveling to go see people and, you know, see new places and everything like that. But it's like, man, when I'm home, I'm fucking relieved to be back here. Yeah. Like I, I, I love it here. Like I really do. Like I, I, and I think like that's a testament to all the community and stuff that, that I've built up here and that you and I have helped build up here and yeah. everything like that. And so a lot of people who I see, like they do all these things where they're like going and they're, they're, they're living for these things where they can just escape where they are to go to these other places. And there's nothing wrong with travel. There's nothing wrong with seeing the world. There's nothing wrong with doing it. But it's like when it is your whole defining characteristic of your being, I think that's a very, very troubling thing with a lot of people. Yeah. That, that I think it also 
very troubling as well. Um, you're, not, you're still not addressing the ch internal challenges that you need to face. Yeah. You know, there's nothing wrong with taking a week vacation, going to see London. If, if that's going to take, you know, a break or it's something you've always wanted to do. Yeah. Go on, have fun, spend money, you know, do, you know, hang out by the, by in the Mediterranean Sea, you know, with whoever. So uh, it's, it's, it's not London. And run it's and a, run, a, little, and, a little far away from that. But yeah, yeah, yeah same, same London idea. and the Mediterranean. Maybe, maybe, maybe you'll, right, run, maybe right, you'll right. hang out on the yacht with a billionaire or whatever. Yes, yes. You know, knock yourself out. Right. But, but the point being, like what you mentioned before, it's, you know, if, if that's your whole identity and you utilize the escapism of travel to mask the challenges that you face on a day-to-day -day basis, it's like the same thing with, with as if you try to go to another city or moving to another city and, and, and to, to, to try to find something or mm -hmm. utilizing other, you know, avenues to, to, to explore, whether that's dating or, you know, partying every weekend. It's the same thing. And, yeah. and um, you know, it's, it's, again, it has to come in from the heart as well yeah. of, why are you masking it and how can you fix it? And it's not easy. Yeah. So it's, uh, but yeah, it's, I love my vacations. I was in Hawaii in October, but yeah, it yes, was, you were. It, but it's just, uh, but if you do it f frequently four or five times a year, just for the wrong reasons, yeah, you're never going to be truly happy. No, I agree. I agree. And it's kind of just like something where, you know, we just gotta, you just gotta be cognizant of it, man. I mean, you just gotta really see like, you know, this is kind of where, you know, you have to see where, your feet are and you have to know where your feet are. And like, that's what, you know, the, the cliche is like the closest, the most important things are within five feet of you. And within, if wherever within five feet of you is changes every month, because you go to some different place and do whatever, you might want to look and see if your feet are actually rooted anywhere because you're probably not. Yeah. And that could be, you know, with the friends you hang out with yeah, or, you know, what you're doing when you're in your town uh, on a day to day basis, that's making you unhappy Maybe it's something, you know, struggled with in the past. Maybe it's an addiction. Maybe it's mm -hmm. some sort of trauma. You right. Know? It, it's, it's just, uh, just need to like identify it and it's not easy, but yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so yeah, I mean, I think that's just kind of, it's, it's a big conversation that every person really needs to have with themselves in a lot of different ways. So yeah, it is the end of the year. It yeah. is going to be, again, Merry Christmas to people that are kind of in. Merry you know, Christmas, Merry, 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 Merry Christmas to all the people because it is coming out on Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, every every other yeah. exotic holiday that I'm missing, whatever. But it is the end of the year. I know you're a goal-oriented person. You yeah. let you want to have everything else. So what are you – two questions and we'll end it. What are you looking forward to in 2023 and what are you hoping to accomplish in 2023 if you feel comfortable sharing? What I'm looking forward to 2023 is – building on my personal happiness, uh, yeah. addressing things in my life that are going to help bring me joy, um, and capitalizing things that I'm passionate about as well. Um, I think 2023 is as a society, it's going to be a lot of challenges. Um, yeah, so, oh yeah, for sure. For, for, for sure. On, on multiple, in multiple areas. Um, and, uh, we could get nuked in 2023. Who knows? We could get nuked. You know, <laughs> the stock market's getting nuked right now. Um, there's there's a lot of unknowns. Yeah. Um, for me, I'm just going to make the best of every opportunity that I get and also take the time to get – if I focus – okay, 
I've been thinking about this a lot where everyone wants to improve and get better. And for me, my main focus is how can I get a 0.10% better every day mm. with my career, with myself. Yeah. And if I focus on getting better every single day, that builds up after day by day by day. Yes. And after a few weeks, you get 2% better. After mm-hmm. a few months, you get 10% better. Yeah. And building that compound interest and that puts in the work and that's something that I'm really looking forward to. Yeah. And that kind of feeds off into my goals for 2023. Mm-hmm. Uh, my goal is to read 40 books. I've read like wow. 12 books this year. Um, Including mine, so I'm uh, Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Um, and uh, I want to have a good mix of, of you know, fiction, nonfiction, yes, as personal interest in, in career growth and, and, mm-hmm. and, and, and as well as some self-help books. Um, I don't think of reading all self-help books or all sales books. As you shouldn't. It's it's it, it's not good. You gotta have a good mix. Yes. Um, so that's my goal. Only reading four or five books a month. Good. And then my my second goal, um, I actually want to get back into boxing. Um, so shout I, out Archetype Boxing. Club, yeah, baby. yeah, shout yeah. Out shout Archetype out. Boxing yeah, Club. yeah. Yes. So I um, when I was in grad school in Georgetown, I used to box a lot. Uh, I used to work in boxing with working in the sports industry, um, and I eventually wanted to do an amateur fight. Um, hey, that's, that's a goal. Let's go. That's yeah. awesome, bro. Yeah. That's so, awesome. Um, I need. I'm getting find, finding researching gyms right now and uh, see what happens. Um, so that that's a personal goal. And yeah. Then, uh, last but not least is 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 to um, do some travel and and uh, over the last few years I've only been on one vacation and that was Hawaii and that was like the first vacation in four years I've ever. And been that was even that was for a wedding too. I mean, I got invited of, last minute to a wedding. Yeah, it was the craziest right. wedding I ever. So there was two ceremonies. It was insane. Yeah. The, like the main ceremony was where they filmed Jurassic Park. It was yes, crazy. I remember you telling me that was that's 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 amazing. It yeah. was it, it was it was breathtaking. Yes. Um, but I I I want to do a vacation that's meaningful in terms of um, I want to go to Japan. Um, wow. To Tokyo. Cool. Um, my grandfather used to run up and down Tokyo all the time, and uh, I wanted to kind of follow in his footsteps. Awesome. And, and everything. Has a lot to my heart, and, and hopefully I get to make that happen. Yeah. Uh, God forbid a pandemic or global economic well, collapse. Well, you know, or, or nuclearly, or, or whatever, nuclear talk, like, nuclear, you know, whatever, like well, just, well, just I mean, I, tossing them up and yeah, yeah, see what happens, seeing where they come down. What about yes. you? What are you? What are you? Uh, what are you trying to accomplish for 2023? Well, I got a lot of things in the works. I mean, I, I you know hate to bloviate on my own podcast, but I think that it's no, you know, blow away, blow away, blow bloviate away. Yes. So I think. Um, there's a lot of they, you know, we're, we're, by the way we're watching the Brooklyn Nets game right now they scored 91 points and a half this is why I don't watch the NBA anymore why? this what? is um, against know, Golden State yeah this is, so I, I the 91 points and a half. anyway so that, that's that, that's we need to turn this off this is ridiculous but um, you know so this is um, for me um, I have um, I have another big project going in the next year which will hopefully be out sometime in November which is good okay. I actually just finished some paperwork finalizing that this morning which congratulations is, which is, thank you which is good um, I want to, um, I actually have my three big goals. I just posted them in my refrigerator. I can't even remember what they are at this point. Oh. But, um, yeah, so I, I have that one and I have, um, I'm writing a creative project for the first time next year, which is a really, really big thing. And I want to make that a big endeavor. Um, and I think I want to have the other big thing. I want to have a positive net worth by the end of next year, okay. because I have, I have dug myself quite a big hole in doing all my creative projects that I've done last year. And I need to dig myself out of that. So I want, I'm working with, um, shout out, uh, Yinka Famadu, my, my brother's over at the Financial Literacy Institute. 
met through the affluent standard. We were roommates in Miami and all that kind of stuff. So he's going to help oh, nice. me with that kind of stuff. He runs a uh, financial practice. So everyone, please support them. FLI, Financial Literacy Institute. I'm working with them right now to kind of do all that kind of stuff. I'm going to sign my agreement with them hopefully sometime soon. And so I think like get my finances right is the big holistic thing and get my creative projects out without totally crashing and burning them in the process. So yeah. yeah. Best bet you can do is on yourself. Yes, of course. That's what I tell people. I was just telling someone this morning, man, it's like, I've bet on myself a lot in my life and it's worked out in a positive fashion every single time. So a yeah. lot of people need to just trust themselves more and have bigger instincts about that kind of stuff. So yes, indeed. Yeah. All yeah. right. Well, Jerry brother, it was a pleasure. Pleasure. Actually, last, yes. the last conversation series of don't listen to this podcast in 2022. Again, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa, Happy whatever the fuck you celebrate. I will see you guys and my next guest, which is really exciting. We'll see you in 2023. Until then, own the day, open your mind, have a great day, everybody. Thanks y'all for listening. Hopping, stopping, hopping like a rabbit. When I take the Nina Ross, you know I got to have it. I lay back in the cut, retain myself. Think about the shit and I think it well. How can I mix my grip? And how should I make that nigga straight? Shit.